Welcome to Mind Training and Homotherapy, a podcast that explores ideas to help you live a life that is more purposeful, intentional, and fulfilled. I am your host, Dr. Henry Gregory, and I thank you for tuning in. Hello, folks. Hope everyone is well. Today, I'd like to talk about karma. As some of you may know, this podcast is called Mind Training and Homotherapy. Homotherapy is a self-development process that comes from the Vedic sciences. It's also been known as the fivefold path. And we've talked about some of the other components, aspects of homotherapy. We've talked about Agnihotra, which is a yadna or homa. We've talked about dana, which means sharing of assets in the spirits of humility. We've talked about tapa. We've talked about tapa, which is self-discipline. And we've also talked a little bit about swadaya, which means um, swadaya, which means self-study. Well, the fourth aspect is karma. I'm sure many of you have heard of karma. Many people think of karma as the law of cause and effect. And many of us think that karma is about um, the universe's propensity to punish us when we don't do right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about karma because karma is more than that. Karma is the balance of the universe or the cosmos. It simply says that everything has a response, everything has an effect, everything has a consequence. On this planet, you can do whatever you want to do, but it all costs. It all costs. At some level, I see karma as an education process. Life is a school and lessons are blessings. Karma is the way the universe speaks to us continually and gives us feedback on the decisions we make using our free will, which is our main gift on this planet. So karma, let's talk about a few aspects of karma, how they manifest and how do we maximize it. When I thought about this um, podcast for today, I was thinking about 
It said karma, mission, meaning, and mastery. <laughs> well, let's look at the mission a little bit. So basically, um, karma says that um, the law of cause and effect is one of the main grounding uh, momentums in our universe. Whatever you think, whatever you say, whatever you do, remember it's all vibration, it's all energy, will come back to you in kind. Will come back to you in kind. We, we live in a day when many of us uh, feel disempowered. We feel as if we're victims and that we um, have very little say about what happens to us. Well, the concept of karma kind of cha challenges that. Whereas we may not have a lot of say about what happens to us, we always have say about how we re respond. And how we, we respond helps create what happens next. But we'll get more into that. We'll get... The basic is that if you plant love and kindness, if you plant generosity, compassion, you're going to see more of it. If you plant anger, resentment, regrets, hurt, then you're going to see more of that. Whatever it is you plant, whatever it is that you water, whatever it is that you feed into the universe will come back to you in kind. That's the basic concept of karma. And at some level, we continually create our lives, our situations. We create the universe by how we think, what we say, and what we do. Whatever we focus on consistently we give power to. So we can focus on what we don't want to happen, but the mind kind of really doesn't recognize the not. All it knows is that I'm focused on, on this. So all day long, I'm watching uh, news and I'm focusing on situations and folks acting in ways that I don't approve of and I am calling them out, criticizing them, and um, being annoyed by them. Hmm. Comically, what is happening is I am feeding myself that mentality, those emotions, that, that way of perceiving the world. 
that interacts with the energy that I'm getting from those programs in a way that feeds and validates them and takes me deeper into that cycle. Takes me deeper into that cycle. And that's what it is. Karma is about the patterns, the cycles that we create such that none of us is an innocent bystander. We all have more power, influence. We all have more power in what happens to us than we imagine a lot of times. A lot of times we don't realize it because we accept the narratives that come from the media or uh, other sources to say that we're limited. We accept the narratives that come to say that we're incapable, we're deficient, or we're um, inadequate in some way. Because those are coming at us all of the time, whether we're conscious of them or not. So it really takes a conscious effort to shift that and start to focus on, reinforce, and consistently feed itself, say, I am worthy. I am capable. I can handle what happens to me. I'm okay. You okay? Because at some level, what I think about myself, about life and creation, creates my world for me. Creates my world for me. I'll tell you a secret. I've even heard when we leave this three-dimensional experience on this planet, that the next step, because remember, energy is neither created nor destroyed. So when what we call spirit moves on, it will move on to the place that you believe is real or is the next. So if you believe that that's somewhere with some fire or somebody waiting for you in a white robe or that you're still in the ground, um, you know, uh, in a box. What I've heard is that for the first period of time, and I don't know how long that is, that thought that you have, that belief, will create that experience for you. Will create that experience for you. To the extent that some spirits, as they leave and go to the next realm, Um, get stuck for more than a short time in their perception of what's next. Because again, the universe honors, respects our right to choose. It, It probably takes us a little more seriously than we take ourselves sometimes. But our perceptions, our beliefs create our destiny. Then there's the issue of humility. Humility. In in order to really master karma, one has to be humble. Humble. When I say humble, that means to own one's own story. 
That means to accept uh, not knowing and that we're here to learn and to be open, receptive, and accepting, open, accepting, and receptive to what life is giving us all the time. If my mind is made up, then very little is going to get in. It takes some courage, some faith, to stay open enough, some humility, to stay open enough to continually receive. Karma is, it is fed by um, the law of growth. We grow, change, and evolve internally, and our external reality reflects that growth or that lack of growth. So, you know, when we're reading self-help, self-help books or scriptures or doing some kind of uh, internal work, meditation or prayer that takes us to another level of understanding and we start to be consistent with that we begin to learn, we begin to shift our perspective, we begin to heal. Because, again, the universe, the cosmos, will respond to that momentum. Having worked in mental health for a few years, I, I have a very simple definition of mental health. Mental health is about flexibility flexibility our mental health is challenged when we're rigid when we make up our mind when we become stuck emotionally, mentally in our perceptions our ideas our wants when we get become stuck when we become rigid as long as we're open, we're flexible, then we're going to adapt, we're going to adjust, we're going to learn, and in the process, create new realities for ourselves. Yes, in the process, create new, new realities for ourselves. Part, part of karma is about responsibility. Responsibility. Again, none of us is an innocent bystander. If something is happening to you, a good place to always, something unpleasant, something you don't want, a good place to always start is, what is my part in it? Doesn't mean you're blaming yourself. Doesn't mean it's your fault. But we help cycles, patterns to happen by, excuse my language, sins of commission, sins of omission. The point is, when I take responsibility to say, what is my part? I am acknowledging that I have some power in this, that I have some choice. I have options. I have options. And there may be something that I can do to improve my performance, my thought thinking, 
not processing the emo- emotions, and thereby shift the patterns. I can't control what the other folks do, but I may be able to be in charge of and shift what I'm doing. So I am taking responsibility for me. Karma says that I am in charge of me. I create my destiny. Karma also includes connection. Connection. It's an acknowledgement of the interconnectedness of all life. Of all life. Nothing exists in total independence, isolation, total autonomy. Everything in life is connected to everything else. Every experience every person, every idea, nothing exists in isolation. If you look at history, and if you really have to look at history, you want to dive deeper than what's taught in schools, but that's another thought for another day. If you, if you look at history, you will see an accumulation of ideas that are in influenced, enhanced, that grow over time through different people. It's not like one person gets an idea and it covers everything. Hmm? Generally what happens is one person gets an idea, another person is inspired and takes it to the next place, and another person is inspired and takes it to the next place. Hmm? And it's generally not quite that smooth because there's some diversions that happen even in that process, but ideas influence other ideas. The same same with people, the same with people. The same systems that affect you where you live at affect people all over the world in different situations. Because the monetary systems are connected, the food systems are connected. There's more connection in the religious systems than most of us uh, may realize. But everything is connected. Nothing exists in isolation. So what you or I do quietly at home energetically has an effect on what happens all over the planet. If I'm thinking bad thoughts about the, the pandemic uh, reactions in, in India, that's going to create one type of uh, vibration. If I'm sending love, light, compassion, hope. That's going to create another. And the more of us that are sending those higher vibrations of love, kindness, consideration and such, the more we make the planet that way. You may not get on the six o'clock news, you know, but it's going to have an effect. 
Then, what else is there? Karma teaches us that in order to be most effective in creating our destiny, we need to focus. We need to focus. So that takes us past that multitasking that became so big a few years back (laughs) to us understanding that when we learn to focus to concentrate, to give consistent attention to something, that is much more powerful than um, just giving just a piece of our attention to something. So, so focus. When we are focused, when we learn to concentrate, concentrate leads to contemplation. That means instead of just looking at an idea, I begin to unravel it, unpack it, go deeper in it. Remember, only about 15% of our thoughts are conscious. But when we are focused, when we stay on something, give it some consistent attention, we tend to go beyond that 15% and go into what otherwise would be unconscious parts of our minds so we can look at things um, more deeply and from uh, hopefully other perspectives. Then there's giving. Giving, what's the saying? As you give, you receive Simple experiment, simple experiment for anyone. Say, as you go about your daily routines, be as generous as you can with whomever you think is uh, deserving of your help. That's financially, time-wise, energy-wise, to share what you have. Because karma says, the more you do that, the more you ensure that you will get what you need and more. You will get what you need and more. I I, I know that that many of us are working on learning how to to save and, you know, how to invest in other things. And And all that's good. But it's also good to learn how to give with an open heart with no expectations, to share because it is our responsibility to share with one another because we all are connected and nothing belongs to any of us. None of us is leaving here without possessions. I don't care how many pair of sneakers you have, you're not leaving here with them. So when we share, when we give freely, then the universe gets back to us the same way. It gets back to us the same way. Karma also teaches us about being present in the present moment. The past is the past, and there's certainly uh, lessons from the past that we want to absorb and to 
put into play, but we don't want to dwell in the past. We don't want to dwell in the past. We want to prepare for the future by living in the present, being in the present moment. I think they call that mindfulness these days. And it's, you know, nice word, but it's, it's not a new concept. It's just simple. It's as simple as um, next time you eat a meal, when you chew your food, um, instead of chewing it four or five times and letting it go down, chew it 25 times and be present mentally and emotionally as you chew your food. Be in that process. Be in that process as opposed to be eating and thinking about the game or what you're going to do next week or, or how much money you don't have. Karma hmm? says we are most effective, we are most uh, powerful when we are in the present moment hmm? and being our best selves in that moment. Then we are creating the next moment and giving it our highest self, our highest values. And then there's change. <laughs> there's change. Comment again about patterns. Um, there's an old saying that you can change horses, but you can't get out the race. Many of us change jobs, relationships, some even change, change places of residence. But there's one, one catch to it all. We, we still take ourselves with us. And if we take ourselves with us with the same mindset that created the, 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 the discontent on this job, it's going to go with us to the next job. Or if it attracted certain kinds of people, person into my life in this relationship, unless I become more intentional, more conscious, and more willing to change, realizing what my part in it is, I will go out and find somebody to replace that person who has the same qualities that I didn't like in the person that I just left. Because... Karma is about teaching us. It will keep us in a cycle until and unless we learn that lesson. Until and unless we learn that lesson. So at some level, you know, to, to, to really be karmically focused requires that we be patient, mm. uh, requires that we be persistent, not give up, but really savor the experience in the moment. Understand that we're in charge and, and that what we do counts. And be as purposeful, as intentional, as aware as we can of what we're doing and what we're not doing. That way, we are intentionally creating our karma. You know, sometimes um, 
it, it saddens me when I see folks living as if their actions are not go, don't catch up with them. Hmm? Living as if they can get away with something. I mean, many of us start off there, but, that, but that's a very immature attitude. Police may not get you. Your wife may not find out. The, the bill collector may not find out. But you're going to have to pay for whatever you do. You didn't get caught, you didn't go to jail, but part of you shut down inside. Part of you missed an opportunity to grow, to be happy and fulfilled. And you in a state of hyper alert, a state of um, feeling guilty, a state of feeling unworthy, whether you're conscious of it or not. Because you did something that, at your highest, did not meet your standards. So there's no way any of us get away with anything. <laughs> the, um, and, and the last piece I'm going to just speak on in this is um, that karma, when we focus on it, helps us to understand what is real, what is important, what is significant. Again, life is giving us feedback all the time. It's whispering in our ears, sending us overt messages, trying to get our attention, trying to give us guidance, trying to help us evolve to our, our highest state. So the smallest thing is significant. And many times, the, the larger things, the things that we value the most, the material things that the name and fame and such are not as important, not as important in terms of meeting our karma. Because at some level, at some level, when we attend to our karma, when we are deliberate about what we think, how we process emotions and what we do, it reveals to us our mission, our mission what we're here to do, what we're here to do. Each one of us is uniquely made, customized for a certain task, for a certain task. You say, well, why am I good at this and I'm not good at that, this and this appeals to me and that? Because you're customized. You're made for a certain mission, mission. And to do that mission, to that purpose, that means you have to maximize your karma, 
And to do that requires you listen to your still small voice within. Listen to your intuition. Listen to life. Listen to that wise inner voice that's always there. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know how often we say, dang, I, I should have listened. <laughs> you know? When we learn to recognize that voice, pay attention to it, it gives us direction, it provides us clarity. The other thing that helps reveal our mission, our purpose, reason for being, is what gives us joy. What gives us joy? Um, you know, it, it may not always seem like it, but the universe really loves us. It's on our side. So it doesn't give us missions that are not satisfying, that are not consistent with our joy and uh, our feeling worthy and, and accomplished. Mm -hmm. So joy is an in indicator of um, one's inner calling. Now, just just for the record, you know, there may be a, a difference between joy and having fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, having fun might be just a high, and with every high comes a low, you know, like that. But I'm talking about things that really touch you and um, consistently help you to uh, be energized, feel good, um, replenish and re revitalized. That's what I'm talking about, joy. So whether it's uh, something creative you do or something that you do uh, uh, business-wise or just being in nature or whatever it is, your joy is generally indicative of what it is you're assigned to do uh, as a mission, as a karmic mission on this planet. The, the other thing, way it's revealed is through what's called um, synchronicity. Synchronicity. You, you know how sometimes you start thinking about somebody and they, they call on the phone and you say, now how did that happen? Mm -hmm. Because with synchronicity, there's generally no um, overt cause and, and effect. Uh, it goes beyond coincidence. It's, it's a term that was really developed by the, a Swiss psychiatrist, uh, uh, Carl Jung. And it's, it's, it's when things fit, to, fit, fit together. Fit together. You know, you're um, something on your mind. And you pick up a book to read, and the first line you read relates directly to what you've been thinking about. Mm -hmm. Those, that's, that's the universe. Um, that's, that, that's the universe um, sanctioning, promoting um, an idea, a thought like that. That goes beyond, again, coincidence, beyond reasoning. Mm -hmm. You know, when the same number keeps popping up all the time, you know, <laughs> or um, you keep seeing the this, this same picture or sign uh, in unrelated ways, like that. Mm -hmm. 
It's the universe talking. When we learn to trust the process, when we learn to accept, humbly accept what the universe is giving us, it helps us to be more in sync with that purpose. The, the, the opposite of, of trusting the process is our addiction to um, instant gratification. Matter of fact, instant gratification is the foundation of most addiction. It's I'm trying to feel good right in the moment by, you know, drugs, food, gambling, sex, what, whatever. I'm trying to, to get this buzz, this high, this shot of dopamine right now, as opposed to being consistent, persistent, and understanding that you're going to be taken care of. It may not happen, you know, right this instant, but you're going to be taken care of if you just do the right thing over time. Then the other two pieces are just, one, clearing the blocks away, the blockages. That's kind of where we started off. Blockages, I think of blockages as um, limiting beliefs or fears. And again, we all have some. We all start out with them. It's a matter of identifying them and then doing your work to shift them. You know, it's about identifying those beliefs that I have that don't work for me, that limit my ability to see myself in the highest, in the highest light, or to see my possibilities um, in their full potential. So whether that comes from my early family life, um, school, or or work. Wherever it, it, it might come from, or even traumas in my life, you know? Say, so part of the job is to identify, work on, and heal from those negative definitions, narratives, and replace them with ones that are more indicative of the lessons and will support me in actualizing. Uh, my best karma and highest potential. And the last piece would just simply be, um, you know, um, not to worry about how all this is happening. (laughs) Um, The truth of the matter is some of this is above our pay grade. Again, we talk about synchronicities. It's not always logical. Uh, and, and it just seems like things are fitting together. Okay. So that, that to me speaks to a higher level of uh, universal or cosmic law than most of us have privy to. So again, I trust the process. Don't worry about how it's happening. I note that it is happening. And my job is to receive the messages, submit to them, and do the best I can with what I have in the moment. Okay. So that was a lot. <laughs> but, but I'm hope, hopeful that, that we'll all think about this issue of karma and how we create our lives, our destinies. We create 
uh, possibilities we, by the things that we think, by the things that we say, and the things that we do. And our power is in being able to shift any of those when by, by, by focusing our free will and our intention. That enough, Daryl? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely dropped a lot that made a whole lot of sense and it reinforced the importance of a few things for me. Um, one being stillness. Ah, yes. Uh, we have to we have to find a place of stillness because life itself can influence you to get caught up right there's a there's an old rap song from the early like early 90s from two rappers mc breed and tupac and it's called gotta get mine and and the chorus says i gotta get mine you gotta get yours so the the mindset is that essentially in a lot of ways I'm not going I don't know how long I'm going to be here so I got to get everything I can get while I'm here and you got to get everything that you can get while you're here. Mm. But it doesn't really speak to what's to your point real important and significant. It's really about this just the chase of it all. Mm. So I'm I'm glad you you said that the stillness in this society most of us are overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Stuff is coming at us all the, the time. I think I mentioned before, the research says that each one of us generally sees about 2,000 commercials a day, mm-hmm. driving up and down the street on our phones, on TV or whatever. And that's just, <laughs> that's just one kind of stimulation that comes yeah. that way. So, but in order to really dive inside, we have to learn to be still, be yeah. still and know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and also non-attachment, mm. and um, there was one more that came to mind. Yeah, what came to mind is um, just prioritization. You know, just knowing, and it just goes back to knowing what's important. Mm. Um, because to you, a point that you commonly make, you know, we're all sparks of the divine, mm-hmm. and so a lot of this is a matter of establishing or reestablishing at times you know connection to the universe Mm -hmm. and not so much getting caught up in the day-to-day of what's going on with people and things like that like you know you have to find your own space so that you're operating from a pure space the purest space possible and not really worry because what often happens is that we find ourselves in a rat race we find ourselves essentially playing a game Mm-hmm. And all the people around us just become part of the game. They become pawns in our game. You know, what? how how can I leverage this person in order to get something? How can I, you know, gain use this relationship to gain something over here? But it's not, it, it's, it, it often takes the focus away from just operating from a very pure, genuine, humble space where you're looking to see how you can bring value, yeah. how you can give. You know that sort of thing because we're so afraid of being taken advantage of because when we're in that rat race there's never enough no i mean, I mean how, how many people have you met who thought they had enough money 
I mean, I've, I haven't heard of a sister recently giving away a, a, a lot of her money, and, yeah. and people do give away. But m- most of us, the more we get, the more we want. Yeah. Because it's not really satisfying our deepest needs inside, yeah. our, our needs to feel uh, connected, yeah. our needs to feel worthy, to feel uh, a part of something larger than ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so another thing that it reinforces is the importance of gratitude. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you're operating from a space of being grateful, you don't find yourself constantly trying to grab everything that you can get or just focus on just getting things because you just, you know, you're so grateful for what's important in life. And when you're in a state of gratitude, you're more likely not to miss what you have. Yeah, we we, we we can very easily take for granted, you know. Yeah. Say, I'm grateful. I, I live indoors. I, I, I had a meal today, and I'm talking about tomorrow. I had a meal today. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so yeah, that that definitely landed with me. And 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 in the beginning, you know, you said um just I, I guess being um I'm not sure if you used the word intentional. Maybe you didn't, but being intentional about. The patterns and cycles that that we create, mm-hmm. and that 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 really really landed with me because we can easily find ourselves in a very non-productive, if not destructive, pattern. Yes, you know. And no matter what happens to us, the first question should be, "What is my part? Mm-hmm. What is my part? What, you know?" I was walking down the street. And somebody jumped out and they hit me in the head and whatever and da da da. I'm, okay, all right. But what was my part in this? You know, yeah. what took me on that street that day? What was I thinking? I mean, not that I'm. It's, it's not that it's my fault, but again, I'm I'm in the pattern. I have some responsibility, and that's where my power to be intentional is mm-hmm. if I can accept that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's that's really important to to move with intention and to look for where you do have ownership. You don't have control over anything. Yes. But there in in situations that you find yourself in, you have ownership to a to a point where you're able to learn things from any experience that you that you go through you know yes so um so yeah so you know i I guess you know some of those thoughts are kind of in the air but that that's kind of what landed with me and what it brought to mind just you know that stillness that non-attachment priority being grateful and just being in a place where you um where you're more inclined and you're more um you you find joy really in in giving and 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 finding yourself attached to your purpose you mm. know um i i was uh with a friend I, I was telling you the story how a friend of mine came into town and um i was able to connect him with um mama maria mm-hmm. who was his uh, former teacher from high school mm-hmm. and that meant so much to him to be able to tell her how much she meant to him mm. and so being able to to give that message to her give gave him a sense of joy receiving that message from you know 20 years in the past you know from a former student 
gave her a sense of joy mm. and myself being involved in connecting the two of them later on in life gave me a sense of joy mm. so it was this whole cycle and it had nothing to do with anything monetary nothing you know physical or anything like that it's just an exchange a pure exchange and i walked away from that feeling so filled and and it was a reminder of how much joy it it you know brings me just to see the people that i care about happy and being able to have a great experience with something that's something that brings me joy so nothing brings more joy, I think, than just love and kindness. Yeah. L love and kindness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so it was just a reminder of how valuable scenarios like that are. And it's like, you know, you can't manufacture those things. They come as they come. But just to appreciate them as they come and to be in a place, like I said, of stillness so that you can recognize those opportunities where they are, you know, mm. and um, and that becomes a great pattern as well because you see these opportunities to to bring value to other people and so like you said to to um to show love and kindness you know be still and know yeah say i am not a victim i am a participant and i have free will i can decide how i think how i speak what I do and as such I will create my karma I will create my destiny for life creation the cosmos is always speaking to each of us attempting to validate us as being interconnected harmonious parts of a larger whole. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for love. Thank you for opportunities to grow, for the adversities that sharpen us, for the opportunities that call, call us. We say thank you for life. Thank you for all that there is. Folks, enjoy yourselves. Have a nice day. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.